0: Danny Surek and Brad Sham. Welcome. It's Monday. Oh, it's wait. It's not Monday night, is it? No, it's it's Wednesday. No, I knew. I knew that. I did that on purpose. Did you? I completely did. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Do you not know by now? Yes. This is our regular Monday night stop on the Cowboys Hour, but not anymore for this year. COVID. Uh, it's just. It's too ridiculously hard. And so, um, so the last couple shows are going to be on Wednesday night, which is where we are right now. We welcome everyone listening on the Dallas Cowboys radio network wherever you are and watching on our stream on DallasCowboys.com. And we wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. And we wish a very special thank you to our guest this evening, Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz. Thank you for your time. Oh, I'm happy to be here, man. Wouldn't right. miss it. Are you? Are you really? Are you really happy to be here? or are you just? Are you willing to be here? <clears throat> no, I'm super happy. Okay, I love the show. Okay, good. Thanks. Um, so the, you are clearly, and Danny's right. It is very odd doing this on Wednesday instead of Monday. I've been doing this show forever on Mondays, and now we have to completely retrench. But it's not all bad. So to me I don't think it's even close among non rookie players who've never had a look in the NFL. You 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 are the breakout success of this football team this year. That's my opinion. Uh, but you know, who's going to say no? Um what what a great I mean seriously, what what a great year you've had and um Nobody, probably, including you when you started training camp, could have predicted this because this was supposed to be uh, Blake Jarwin's breakout year. And look what you did and And it's just such a cool story. So a way to go. congratulations. Thank you. And are, are you are you even a little surprised?
1: Um, i was I was a little surprised at the opportunity. Um, I wasn't surprised that. You know what I've been able to take advantage of. Um, I think I've been training um, with that mindset to be be ready for something like this if it ever were to happen um, and that's just kind of the position that you have to put yourself in as a, as a backup in this league. Um, you know a, a lot of times guys go down and you got to be ready to step up and, and take advantage of your opportunity
0: when you start off a season as a backup and that's been your role in the in the infancy of your career uh, do you set numerical goals or do you have to find other measuring sticks for yourself?
1: Um, I mean, you can set numerical goals. Um, but in my mind, uh, that's not like the important thing of reaching those, uh, the important stuff is just the, the process goals that help you achieve, um, you know, those ultimate goals when you break down goals, I mean, you can set, um, I had, I had a great college strength coach. Um, he, he kind of, you know, gave us a, we did goal ladders every, every quarter. Um, and so we, we would have, you know, our outcome goal, the goal that you want to achieve, and then um, your performance goal, another goal that you want to achieve, and then process goals, underlining all those. Um, and so those those process goals are what you really have to focus on, um, and then any goal on top of that just kind of takes care of itself.
0: Process goals. I'm sorry, Dalton. What does that mean, process goals?
1: Um, those are your day-to-day like day-to-day goals. What are you putting in? Um, how are you approaching your work? Uh, what are you doing on a day-to-day basis that's going to help you achieve um, those ultimate goals that you set out for yourself?
2: And that's something you still do now in the NFL?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Every year.
2: From, from, I guess, week two was the first week where you were the starter because Blake Jarwin uh, got hurt in the first week in the Rams game. Where, in your mind, have you made the most improvements in your game?
1: Um, I mean... In terms of my game, I, I I came into this year kind of approach, wanting to approach it in terms of um, developing um, just the pass game stuff. Um, that's been kind of a backseat uh, in my mind in the last few years, um, dating back to college, just because that's you know something I was more of a of a blocking type. Um, so that was something that you know I kind of I have always felt good about is you know my blocking in line. Um, and so this year I wanted to take a step back and, and really focus on um, you know, just working with Dak, um, working with, you know, the quarterbacks in terms of route running, um, making sure that I'm as efficient as possible, um, in and out of the breaks talking about, um, you know, how to set up different, uh, different routes, how to, how to win against different leverages. Um, so that was something that, you know, both Blake and I focused a lot on, um, in the off season while, while working. And that was, that was something that I wanted to Take a take a step forward in my career is um, you know take advantage of any opportunities that I get in the pass game, become a become a reliable option.
0: So if if Blake had not gotten hurt and had continued to um, grow professionally as it looked like he was doing, there's a chance that these opportunities would not have come your way through absolutely no fault of your own, and not not as a commentary at all on what you can do. But here we are with two games to play, and there are th- four, three, three tight ends in the NFC with more catches than you. So do you think you have both for yourself and forced the coaching staff to rethink how they view you?
1: Um, I mean, you hope so. Uh, like I said, I've been kind of you know put into the... Uh, this guy's a this guy's a blocker um for, for the last you know three four years of my career um and and inside I mean I knew that I had the ability to um you know kind of do everything and be that all around guy that that can play every down um so hopefully you know this year is has kind of you know opened open eyes and you know we'll we'll see we'll see where it goes from that um obviously we have guys that are you know, freak athletes on the outside, and we we've got options galore in terms of you know who who the quarterback wants to get the ball to. Um, so, like I said earlier, I mean, it's all about just being able to win, uh, take advantage of the opportunities that you get. Um, and when the ball comes your way, just come down with it.
0: In, <laughs> go forward. in the receiving end of the game, different, and you talked a little bit about some of the areas that you wanted to grow and improve. Uh, are there specific things that you find yourself, whether it's running certain routes or Catching the ball or run after whatever it might be. Are there certain things that you have done that um, either exceeded your expectations or said to you, "Yep, that's the guy I knew I was all along"?
1: Um, nothing has kind of exceeded my expectations. Um, I would say, if anything, like I've, I've fell short on a, you know just a, a couple of those, um, whether it be through, through reps in practice or, or reps in training camp, um, but. You know, I, I don't think that I've surprised myself. Um, you know, I, I, I pride myself on, on what I do and um, ultimately the way I prepare. Um, and so I think when those opportunities come, um, I, I mean, I know I'm ready. And that's just kind of my mindset when, when attacking things like that.
0: So, Dalton, this might sound silly, but I, I get a kick out of it. Uh, after, I don't know what week it was, three or four, and you're, and you're uh, shining – and you may already know this. Uh, Babe Laufenberg, my partner on the radio broadcast, tweets, uh, Dalton Schultz, who knew? And Blake Jarwin tweeted back, I knew. So <laughs> so um, how how did he know? What, what is it about the, the way that you – and I know you guys have become really good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it about the way that you ha- worked together, have worked out together, and before he got hurt that made him know – that, that you were going to be able to do this kind of thing?
1: Um, I mean, it's the same thing that, that I know. When when Blake comes back, he's going to be just as, just as successful, and that's just kind of the way that, um, you know, we approach every day, the way that we attack our work. Um, I mean, as soon as the season was over last year, um, you know, we were texting back and forth, and we were already chomping at the bit to get get back in the weight room and, and get going. So I think we started, you know, sometime in mid-January. Um and it's just it's a mindset um it, it's constantly pushing um one another to you know get better whether it be you know in the weight room on the field um you know on game day or i mean you know we we, we can get competitive about anything you know who can eat more at lunch <laughs> so, so it's like it, it's does that it's depend just, on the menu oh uh, well, obviously Scott scott's usually cooking up some good stuff for okay. us though, so. <laughs> but yeah no it's it's you know, all predicated off of um, just you know the way that that we attack. Uh, you know, our work and how we go about doing that.
2: You don't just not have Blake on the field. He's also not able to be in the meeting <coughs> rooms with you. Um, another big difference: you don't have longtime vet Jason Witten in the tight end uh, meeting rooms with you anymore. So, how has your role either as a leader or how vocal you are? How has that changed this year for you?
1: Um, well, I mean, you know, we got, we have Blake Bell on there and Blake's, uh, a few years older than I am. So, you know, it, it's, it's not really, uh. Hey, listen, guys! Like this is how we want to do things. This is how we have to do them. Um, our coach hasn't taken that approach. I haven't taken that approach. It's more of just been a, you know, an open conversation uh, uh, and an open discussion about, um, you know, the techniques that we're using, uh, what we want to do on certain plays, what what look a defense might give. Um, there really hasn't been one go-to guy in terms of okay, how how do we want to do this? It, it's been it's been a very open. Um, kind of fluid conversation as, as the week progresses. And, you know, I think ultimately that's good. I mean, everybody's getting their opinions and everybody feels comfortable and in, in terms of, uh, you know, letting everybody know their opinions on certain things. And I think that's very healthy, especially for, for a room that, you know, has multiple guys on the field at the same time.
2: I know that Blake, I guess I should specify now with the tight ends, Blake Jarwin, um, has to, uh, he's, watching the games from home. Does he text you afterwards about certain plays or, or reach out to you after the games like that? Yeah, he will. What What has he said to you? Good things, bad things?
1: Um, I mean, just things that he notices, <laughs> whether it be good or, good or bad. Um you know he's always he's always quick he's always like the first one to um you know text me after a a good catch or a good play um so i know i know he's he's missing it a lot um i try not to like talk ball with him too much uh (laughs) but some things i mean we gotta we gotta have conversations about um but yeah i mean he's he's been so supportive um and i think you know he, him coming back is going to be great for our for our room.
0: Did did uh, has it happened yet that he's texted you in the first half and you've seen it at halftime? I don't he, check. I don't check my phone. That's at what I wanted to hear. <laughs> that's my boy. Yeah, no. That's what I wanted to hear because there are guys who do. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that is so interesting to me that the uh, and I understand it, but this the whole COVID thing that doesn't allow guys like Blake to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, what he could. If these circumstances did not prevail, yeah. he could be of help, couldn't he, during a game? Yeah, I mean, sure. Um, d- yeah, okay, well, there's nowhere else to go with that. It just, <laughs> it just really it just well, bothers I mean, me. It, but
1: It's also, like, dangerous, too. I mean, you got a guy that's in a knee brace at a certain point and, you know, a guy that couldn't be, you know, potentially as mobile as he needs to be when yep. bodies are flying on yep. the sidelines. So, I mean, obviously, you know, if the circumstances weren't COVID, I don't know if he'd be down there anyway. But, But, yeah.
0: Yeah, good point. Okay, we're going to take our first break and uh, just delighted to have Dalton Schultz uh, as our guest this evening. And and personally, uh, having known you and watched you your first couple of years, I'm really glad the public has gotten an opportunity to see you grow and shine and kind of get... Your share of the spotlight. I think that's pretty cool. I appreciate that. Man. This is Thank the uh, Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. We're brought to you in part by Albertsons. When it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Of course Danny can't do that because I just found out before the show she doesn't have a Cowboys jersey, Brad. but we're going to fix that. we'll change that. We'll get right <laughs> Thank you, Dalton. Uh, Albertson's and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys what? What are you mad at me about and also, under the we're bus. also brought to <laughs> you, you, you under the bus <laughs> every time We're also brought to you in part by Lou Casey, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, right back with Dalton Schultz on the Cowboys Hour. Welcome back to the Cowboys Hour. Misplaced from Monday, but we don't feel misplaced. We feel like this is where we are supposed to be, at least for this year. I'm Brad Sham with Danny Sarek and our very special guest, Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz. One more uh, overview question, and then we will uh, talk about the team and, and move on to something else. I'm I'm not going to suppose that anything like this has happened yet because you are really focused on every game week to week. Uh, but how long do you think it'll take after, whenever your last game is, for you and Blake to start going at each other about which one of you is going to be the starter next year? Uh, I mean, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Put them on the
1: spot. I mean, we don't really, like... We don't ever talk about that. We don't ever focus on that. Um, it's not about who's starting and who's not. We both know that we're going to both be on the field at, at certain points. Um, and so it's about just, you know, getting each other better in whatever way that we can. Um, our, our thing in the offseason really has been like Peloton. <laughs> like We get on the Peloton and we'll ride like side by side. And, you know, I think I'm going at a good pace. And I look over and Blake's, you know, 12 points in front of me. So I got to crank up the (laughs) the resistance. So it's like, it's little stuff like that. We we never, we never talk about stuff like that. That
2: leaderboard is killer, by the way, on Peloton. I feel really bad about myself.
1: Yeah. Some of those guys on there can freaking ride. Like you can, you can tell who like actually does cycling. Um, because they're getting like eight hundreds in twenty minute rides, and that's like completely unattainable
0: no. <laughs> for any,
1: for anybody. well, have
0: you ever been in a situation where there were two of you uh, both equally and yet not uh, similarly talented with like complementary uh, talents, uh, competing for a position?
1: um well, I think that's that's kind of what pulled me to Stanford in the first place was seeing that, um, you know, how they use multiple tight end sets and use mul- multiple uh, guys with you know maybe different skill set- skill sets than than one another, um, and use that to-, to benefit the whole offense. So, um, whichever ways that we're asked to do that next year, I'm-, I'm sure we'll we'll be able to get the job done and. Um, honestly, I just like being around players that make me better, and Blake is absolutely um, one of those players that makes me better.
0: I mean, it's an exciting prospect for the team, for fans, to just think about. You mentioned all the weapons you have on the outside, and then they have the two of you and the running backs. I mean, it's really really pretty cool. All right, I'd, I'd like to pull back a little bit and talk about the team, this has become a favorite uh, question of mine to ask, guys, because all of you, when you're doing your media interviews, you all say, and for understandable reasons, we've got to finish strong. Coaching staff says it. We have to finish strong. Whatever the standings, whatever the record, we have to finish strong. And, um, and so my overly simplistic question for you is, from, for, for the benefit of people who have never played, certainly at this level, and believe that if you're not going to be in the Super Bowl, then then you're. What's the point? People believe that. I'm not advocating that position. Uh, at some point, if you're ever out of the race mathematically, why do you have to finish strong? Uh, I
1: think, regardless of circumstance, as a man, um, in terms of you know how you approach your business, whatever that may be, whether it's football or something else, um, you always have to finish strong. You owe that to yourself. Um, you know, you owe that to the people around you. Um, and I mean, you owe that, you know, ultimately to the game. Um, you know, I think if you respect the game, the game gives back and you give you give all that you can to the world. The world returns a favor. Um, and if you can't finish strong, I, I just I mean, that's that should just be a general concept um, in life. Uh, finish everything, finish everything strong, regardless of circumstance. Don't ever let circumstances dictate how you go about, um, you know, your work.
2: Uh, Washington plays Carolina. Now that's been moved to the same time or three o'clock, I guess they'll be playing the same time as you guys. And you guys have to win. Washington has to lose to make the playoffs. How tempting is it? I know you said that you don't check your phone at halftime, but how tempting is it to kind of scoreboard watch at halftime or just kind of see, you know, is is this possible um, as opposed to just, you know, staying focused on your own game?
1: Um, for me, it's not hard. <laughs> like I'm pretty when, when the game when the game comes, like I'm pretty locked into my own little world. Um, so for me, I, I know guys, you know, are probably going to be looking at that, um, but I can just speak to personal experience. I, I just don't, I don't even worry about stuff like that because ultimately, I can't, I can't control that, and that's going to have absolutely zero effect on on me going out and playing the next snap. So.
0: I loved your answer about why it's important to finish strong. I'm curious if that, what well, it sounds like, it's it's been a kind of a personal credo for a while, and I'm curious if it's been reinforced by being a father.
1: Absolutely. Um, so many of these lessons that I, I've realized that, you know, I've learned over my years and and through you know various different coaches and being around various you know different players, um, those. Those lessons and ideas are in the forefront of your mind every day um, when you see your little, uh, you, you know, your little two-year-old running around the house and, you know, it, it, it puts some very needed perspective into your life um, when you realize, you know, the, the weight of, of your decisions on a day-to-day basis. Um, and I think... You know, being able to, to, to teach a young mind and to shape a, a young boy, especially in this world today, um, is something extremely valuable and something that I, I definitely don't take lightly. So, I mean, yes, again, those those thoughts are always um, circling in my mind and I'm always thinking about, okay, well, when it comes time to do this, how, how do I want to, you know, how do I want to approach that? How do I want, do I want to let him figure it out? Do I want to, you know, get some guidance and, and see where it takes him and, you know, you, I think about that stuff a lot.
0: Yeah. Do you uh, ha- have you seen examples yet of what sponges they are? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: sometimes with you know things that might not be great. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy no. and daddy might say something that uh, should not be.
0: <laughs> is I was well. I was going <laughs> to ask you. He, he's two. He's two-ish, right? Yeah, well, oh, is yeah. he over he's, two? He's,
1: yeah. He's like. He's about two and a half.
0: Yeah, Oh, good. So he's verbalizing so he, oh, yeah. some.
1: He's talking oh, so much. Oh,
0: good. And so have you? Yeah, so are good. you yet to the point where <laughs> you, something comes back that you know oh, where he got it, but you're absolutely. a little oh, boy.
1: Yep. Oh boy. And then it's like, uh, okay, do we, you know, do we say, uh, hey, don't say that? Do we, <laughs> do we nip it at the bud and like draw attention to it, or we just kind of like, you know, leave it? Be, there's two different parenting methods there, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, and there's no manual, is there? By yeah, the oh my way? gosh, there's yeah, absolutely no. zero manual. Right, you just kind of you just kind of stumble along and try to and hope.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, I know nothing about this. manual I, I know quite you, yet.
0: I know you don't, but trust me.
2: <laughs> Does he have any idea of of what you do or kind of grasp? You know how cool it is that dad's a football player.
1: Um, I don't think he understands yet. Um, But every time we have the TV on and we're watching some type of sports, he calls it daddy football. (laughs) Oh, cool. Whether it's like basketball or like soccer, football, he just, daddy football. (laughs) So he he, he gets it. Um, I, I don't think he just, you know, understands it yet.
0: In the early stages of this season when things were going so much worse than, as for the team, than anyone could have anticipated, how much did it help you to come home from a tough practice or a really disappointing game and uh, realize that he just doesn't care whether you won or lost. All he cares about is daddy's home.
1: Right, all he cares about is daddy's home and what toy can he bring out from his room next? <laughs> right. I mean, but did I'll, get, you f- I'll get home and I'll have like four or five toys in my lap. Yeah. Right before I can sit, Well, down. that's in his contract, <laughs> Dalton. You might want to review that yeah. yeah, a little bit. You're, right, you're uh, right. We did. That was in there. I signed it.
0: Yeah. There you go. But I mean, did, did you find that helpful in in kind of you t- you used the word perspective a minute yeah. ago? But I I think sometimes with kids, when things aren't going well and they're really young like that, we realize what's What's important and what's a little less important than maybe we thought absolutely
1: especially especially through struggles um, you know he whether I w- you know h- would have the year that I'm having or not um, I mean he's gonna be the the same kid and honestly he's not gonna he's not gonna care what I do or um, you know where I'm at what I'm doing and that's just I don't know that's a that's a pretty good feeling
2: how nice is it too we heard uh, Mike McCarthy talking today earlier during his press conference about making sure uh, that you guys had plenty of family time with Christmas coming up. I know that I think you guys had some more time around Thanksgiving as well. How nice is that just to be um, with un- playing under a coaching staff who also values that you guys have important things in your life outside of this building?
1: Yeah, he's been like that since day one. Um, that was like one of the first things he said when he came in um, was that first and foremost, um, it's a family oriented you know, a way of approach. Um, so he's like, listen, if you ever have anything, um, that is going on and you need to leave, like go take care of it. You need to take care of your family first. Um, and so, you know, having the opportunity this week, he's given us a little bit of time on Christmas and that's, uh, that's going to be awesome, um, especially I think you know my son's kind of to the point where he's getting a little excited for for Christmas. We just took him to see the holiday lights last night, oh, and cool. he was like spazzing out. He was hanging out the window. <laughs> 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 uh, I was it was awesome. So he he's he's getting more into it now, and so I think you know waking up on on Christmas and you know going through that whole deal with him is going to be super fun.
0: Outstanding. Dalton Schultz, Cowboys tight end, is our guest on the Cowboys Hour, and we will have more with Dalton in just a
2: moment. The Miller Lite Cowboys Hour is brought to you in part by Papa John's. Order Papa John's Cowboys Family Special, a large specialty pizza and large two-topping pizza for just $24 at PapaJohns.com. Official pizza of your Dallas Cowboys. Limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary.
0: And we'll be right back on the Cowboys Hour. Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Welcome back. It's the Cowboys Hour. I'm Brad Sham with Danny Sarek and delighted to have as our very special guest Cowboys tight end, Dalton Schultz. And some conversations that we have when we're away don't get repeated, Danny.
2: Only, the, oh, Yeah, because I'm not saying anything that can be embarrassing for me on air. That was just a, a normal conversation. Now, I what was embarrassing
0: about well, not having just, a jersey?
2: It's just, you know, remember back in October when I was talking about the pumpkins? Yeah. And then you brought it back up on air and I had to tell everyone that I actually did not after I, making a big just, deal. It's, it's
0: humanizing for people. I to,
2: know. But I just, you would think I would learn my lesson by now. That the little things yeah, I'm, I'm just talking out myself. loud. Yeah,
0: it's, <laughs> I think it's endearing myself. I think it's, it, it's really, it's very charming.
2: Dalton's going to hook me up with a jersey, right?
0: Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, I do want to go back to the beginning of the season from a team point of view because nope. Well, I started to say before the injuries, but the injuries really kind of started from the beginning. Um, but um, how difficult was it to process as one? key outstanding player after another goes down and then you suddenly look around and you say this is not the team we came to camp with um, and the season starts to feel like it's getting away how, how hard is it to process that and stay on daily task
1: um, I don't think I have processed it quite yet um, I probably will after the season looking back on it um, is, is
0: that because you just have to have such tunnel vision you, when you, you play? you, ha-
1: you, you have to um there's two ways to kind of go about things and you can sit and look at and overanalyze and start feeling sorry for yourself or um you know you can come back to work ready to go um with what you have and i think that's that's just the business that we're in that's the nfl that's that's what you have to do um otherwise you really stand no chance
2: going through all this adversity i guess this is a two-part question personally for you and then as the team i know the season's not over but by this point What will you be most proud of that you and then the team in general have been able to accomplish so far throughout all of that adversity?
1: Um, Being able to stay together, one. um, You know, everybody, I think, you know, especially early in the season was ready to, you know, rip us apart. And um, whether it be the media at our throats, fans, you know, pissed off. And and, I mean, don't don't get me wrong, we're frustrated too. Um, But I think a lot of other locker rooms uh, might have fallen apart in a situation like that. And, um, you know, that's that's not something that you know we do um that's not what this locker room is about that's not what the the leaders in the locker room have have you know set the standard to be and so i think you know being able to you know come closer together um in the face of adversity is is something that's always very um it's always it's 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 a good reaction to have um it's very redeeming um especially going through tough times
2: you're not the first player who has said that they are proud of the way this team has stuck together. And you mentioned it's the leadership. Why? What kind of leadership is it that has kept your teammates together through all of this?
1: Um, Well, I mean, I think, first of all, we, we don't really have, you know, a bunch of guys with, you know, very personal egos that, you know, get get in the way and um, I've been fortunate enough that I really haven't had a locker room with that Um, I went to a good high school I obviously went to a pretty good college Um, you know we never had any guys that were you know it's all about them it's it has to be about them and if they're not getting theirs it's not worth it um and i think i i've been spoiled with you know the locker room that we have here um there's there's nobody nobody really like that um everybody's always about the team um nothing is greater than you know y- your role to the team and you know helping the team um and i think that's just been uh, you know a blessing to be a part of the the guys in this locker room
0: you know that makes me think about what hearing you say what you did just now about um how you've stayed together, um, it brings to mind what sounds like a coaching cliché until we hear guys like you say that, uh, uh, that um, that Mike McCarthy has said uh, several times about how um, going through this together will wind up helping. It will wind up making you stronger in the future. Do you think that's just coach speak no, or do you that's believe it?
1: true. Absolutely. Um, I think whenever you go through a hard time, um, you know, in football or just in life, you, uh, you're able to come back, come out on the other side uh, a better person, a better football player, a better man. Um, and that's definitely the, the standard that's been set here.
2: You talked about – before I move on, are you good about – Team stuff, Cowboy stuff, I want to go different direction?
0: You go wherever you Kay. want, miss, because well, I don't want the look.
2: Oh, gosh. See, <laughs> Dalton's going to spit his water out laughing at that. We all
0: know that. the look. <laughs> don't we? We all know the look.
2: Man, are you guys finished? Can I go on, Brad?
0: Uh, it's your show. <laughs> I'm just I'm just a passenger.
2: <laughs> you talked about uh, locker rooms you've been in, uh, went to Stanford. And what was interesting when I was looking more into that was how many of your teammates, yourself obviously included, are in the NFL right now. There's a handful of guys that you played with and you're all, um, you know, on different teams. You got Christian McCaffrey, um, uh, Austin Hooper. I'm curious to know how fun that is looking back at, you know, that you guys have gone through this together and you've made it, you know, to the big step and then how fun it is when you get to play them.
1: Oh, it's super fun. Um, it's always it's always fun playing somebody that you know you had the opportunity of of grinding through an off season um, or multiple off seasons with. Um, those off seasons in college, especially, really, I feel like band a team together, especially the the way that we did it. Um, and I, I going through that and you know being able to, to come out the other side playing in the NFL. Um just adds like that little extra bit of like, all right, like it's gonna be a competitive rip, like I'm gonna you know I'm gonna beat you on this and you know, just that little that that big the the back and forth is is super fun. Um, you know, makes certain matchups, you know, very fun to go against. Um obviously you know, I have a bunch of respect for every guy that I played with and every guy that I play against now, um, and so I, it just adds a little bit of a of extra flavor <laughs> to the to the rep or the or the game, you know, whatever it may be.
2: Why did you end up at Stanford?
1: Um, so I originally reached out to Stanford. My what was I in eighth ninth grade? Stop um, seriously. Yeah, because they had like I mean, they were the way that they were using the tight ends at that time was like. Awesome. Well, they were tight end um, you for a yeah. long time. So they had, you're part of that. They had Levine, uh, they had Colby Fleener, Zach Ertz, and they were just running three tight end sets. And I was like, yo, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I reached out to them. Uh, you know, we got the process going a couple years later, give me an offer. Um, and as soon as that offer came in, I mean, I, I, I knew, I kind of knew, um, but it was still fun to be recruited. <laughs> so I was like kind of enjoying that process too. I was just trying to take it in. I knew it was only going to happen one time. So, um, I didn't, I didn't commit right away. <laughs> well, who else recruited you? <laughs> um, uh, a few other teams, a lot of Pac-12 schools. Um, there's a couple SEC teams, but I don't think I, I don't think I was willing to like move that far away from from home. Um, so I mean, the teams that I was the furthest team was probably Notre Dame, and that was just you know that's just Notre Dame has a great tight end tradition as well. So
0: um, it's hard to find tight ends now. It, it really is. It's getting harder and harder because they're. Uh, not many college teams and leagues are playing traditional offenses, fullbacks and tight ends. You know, if you can find one, God love you, go take them. Um, why do you think that is? What can what can make that change? And or, how does a young player, maybe he's a big wide receiver, maybe he's, uh, maybe he's just an athlete and trying, they're trying to find an athletic home for him. How does a kid make himself be an NFL tight end if he hasn't been in a program where... That's a position of, that's been stressed.
1: I mean, damn, that's a, I mean, that's a great question. Thank um, you. Good
0: night, everybody. And, uh,
1: <laughs> so, I mean, that, that was also part of the reason um, that I picked Stanford was I wanted to be a part of an offense that, that used the tight end in, in multiple different ways and not just split out as a receiver. Um, that I, I started off my you know, little league career as like an offensive lineman, and I was offensive lineman all the way until I was like 13, made the move to tight end. Um, was
0: that because of your size?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was the big kid. I was always like x out. So, um, so I made the move and, um, that was just kind of something that I carried with me was that, you know, uh, that experience of, of being, the, you know, hand in the dirt blocking type guy. Um, and I, I think for a lot, for a lot of young kids that, you know, it, it's important, especially as a, as a tight end, um, to still have that ability. Um, cause I think ultimately that's what a, that's what a tight end's know about is being able to um you know put your hand down and block and, and seal edges and you know sh- uh, reach and stretch edges um and then you know creating mismatches for for different dbs down the field and um i think that's kind of the embodiment you see you know especially we have we have like great examples of that i mean george kittle is a perfect example um the guy's hand in the dirt like trying to rip dude's heads off <laughs> every time every time he comes off the ball um, and so it's you know it's it's important to to round your game um, in many different ways, whether that be through through dr- drills, um, and ultimately I think the most important thing is just doing it in practice, uh, which, whichever way that you can. Um, don't be afraid to branch out. Uh, the tight end position has always been about versatility um, in any way that you can. So I think the more you can do, um, the better off you're going to be.
0: Did some of those things apply when I know a lot of our ears perked up? When um, in training camp, when Mike McCarthy talked about um, his tight ends being his fullbacks, especially with Jemez having opted out this year, and there wasn't a, a true traditional fullback on the roster, you and Blake Bell have both um, kind of taken turns and done a nice job of that. Is it is there a different approach and skill set to doing it in the backfield than there is online?
1: dude way different
0: <laughs> so Say it's way more. Different. like
1: you, you you see you see things different um i mean obviously you're not up in the line so you see more of the picture um which is nice but it's also like dude i don't understand how Good fullbacks like Jamays are able to, you know, drop their hips on contact and and keep that balance, and are able to create so much explosion. Because um, when you have a linebacker five yards off, and you're five yards off, and you're running full speed, and I'm six six, and the other guy is six two. Um, I mean, naturally he's got me beat just by, you know, height difference. So you have to find a way to be able to drop and, and still be as powerful as you would be coming out of a three point. Um, so there was a, there was a couple reps through training camp that I, it was humbling. <laughs> it was, a, it takes a, it takes, a, it's a, a lot different skill Um, it, it's, it's tough.
0: Have you, have you come to enjoy it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's fun.
1: Um, obviously some blocks are easier than others. Some, some are, <laughs> some are harder. Um, but it makes me, it makes me respect, uh, you know, the guys that, that do that kind of work. Um, you know, the, the Ravens fullback and, and Kyle Juszczyk, um, just got their pro bowl, pro bowl nominees for the fullback position. And, um, you know, those are two guys that are consistently at the top of, you know, their game. And, um, Dude, it's I have a great respect for what guys like that do.
0: Yeah, but the Ravens guys a tackle though. But Ricard, He's two hundred and ninety pounds, three hundred and ten pounds.
1: <laughs> Dude, I, I saw him when we were playing him. I was like, oh my god, I did not, I didn't even, because obviously I'm on offenses. I don't look at the offensive depth right. chart. Right, right, right. And so we looked it up like you know, a few days after the game, and I was like, holy hell, this kid is like (laughs) 300-something.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which is why he's a pretty good blocker. Yeah, no question. All right, one more break, and we'll be back with more with uh, Dalton Schultz on this week's Cowboys
2: Hour. Cowboys Hour is brought to you in part by Omni Hotels and Resorts. This fall, do more than just stay apart. Stay a part of the game and stay a part of the Cowboys. Experience football season at Omni Frisco Hotel, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys, and enjoy all the dining and entertainment options the star has to offer.
0: We'll be right back. Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Welcome back. It's the Cowboys Hour. I'm Brad Sham with Danny Sarek, our very special guest, Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz. I do want to say before we uh, come back to our conversation with Dalton, this is our penultimate show of, I love the word penultimate, penultimate. I don't get to use it very often, yeah. uh, it's our Penultimate show of the season, and uh, I won't be able to do next week's because I'll be doing the national radio of the Cotton Bowl game, and that means this is my opportunity to publicly uh, tell Danny how thrilled I am to be working with you on this show and what a phenomenal addition you have been, in Thank my you. opinion.
2: I appreciate that very much. means a lot coming from you. That it's been a lot of fun.
0: That whole time I was saying that, she was looking at me like, w- when's the other shoe falling? <laughs> I know something else is coming. Where is it? There's nothing else. That's it. Thank I'm you. Gonna, I, will, very I, sweet. I will miss until hopefully next year uh, that we are able to do this again. Um, so... Coming into this game with the Philadelphia Eagles, Dalton Schultz, um, both teams are different from when you played uh, several weeks ago. They've had a lot more injuries. Um, I think you were on your third quarterback uh, then in that game. Um, When you approach these division games for the second time, and... It's been a few weeks, and the teams have changed. How does that how does that affect the uh, uh, the dynamic between the two teams?
1: Um, it probably affects you know obviously some of the scheme stuff. Um, so for coaches, they they probably look to do slightly different things. Um, just by looking at their defense, I mean their front seven really hasn't changed much. Um, so you know we don't expect you know a completely drastically you know different game in terms of the run game. Um, you know, they got a, I think they got a few of their DBs back, um, which will be good for us, it'll be a good, good challenge. Um, but I, I kind of leave that to the to the coordinators. Um, I, I just look at the plan and try to diagnose how, how I can execute the best on a week-to-week basis, so.
2: When you're playing, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what you're gonna say, but when you're playing a <laughs> divisional, mat, in a divisional matchup, and you're playing in a game where it's pretty much win or go home at this point to keep your playoff hopes alive, do you feel more juiced up or excited for this game than you do in other weeks?
1: Um, I wouldn't say, you know, more one way or the other. Um, you definitely, you, you want to make sure everybody's kind of on the same page and in, in, in the urgency that you need um, throughout your preparation in a week like this. Um, so, you know, making sure that, you know, you cross your T's, dot your I's the best of your ability, Um, especially down the stretch. I think it's easy for a lot of guys to go, oh, you know, well, you know, it's kind of out of control, you know, we got to just, you know, do what we do. But no, this is like, like you said, it's a a winner-go-home type game. Um, So I think just making sure that everybody has that same mindset going into it um, is extremely important in a week like this.
0: So let's get to the important stuff. Dalton, do you do your own Christmas shopping? Uh, I do. Who else would do it for me? Well, you, know, I, hey, you know, you could have an assistant. I do my own stunts. Yeah, you <laughs> do. there we go. There we go. I applaud that um there are there are guys you know who have who have people who do that stuff they have assistants they have well, staff <laughs> luckily for me I'm, I'm not at a point where i have to, <laughs> to do stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> and do you um now it's a little different maybe this year because of covid but uh n- if that weren't the case are you a uh, go check it all out at the store guy or are you an on- online guy
1: mostly mostly online Um, There's a few times where I'll need to run out and and get something Um, But if I'm going anywhere, especially around this time of the year I am on a one-track mindset. <laughs> like, I'm not going into Browse. And this no, is well, you're a
0: guy shopping, guys. Yeah, that's how guys that's shop. how we do it. We, we hunt. Have one. We have one thing. Yeah. We need it. We go straight to it. And we walk out. Drives I women crazy, what that's too. what like. It, it drives women crazy. You go into a department store, there's a blue shirt. I'm gone.
2: Yeah, but on your way to the blue shirt, you see shoes that you really like.
0: Yeah, but I didn't come for shoes. I came for a blue shirt. Doesn't then matter. Then I found the you blue simple. shirt. Simple. We shoes. are simple. We are, we are simple. Simple. Things. We
1: are simple all we need. beings. Must we have be one nice. goal, and we need to accomplish that. And once that's done, <laughs> we're on to the next goal.
0: <laughs> now, are you? An, or thank you. Are you an early Christmas shopper, or are you a last-minute guy? And it's yes. hard for a football player. Yes, yes, both. Yep, yep. So, are you done? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. It's It's, it's the, Some people don't start till the twenty fourth. I've never understood that. The, the,
1: some people some people like to bring it down to the wire, you know. They, they like entertainment.
0: Well, that's more than entertainment, <laughs> Dalton. That's a kind of a that's living well. dangerously. That's right on the edge kind of thing. But now for the mother of your child. Mm. That that's got to be the right thing, right? Now will you get that in October if you see it or is that I don't know what I'm going to get her this year.
1: Um I definitely think about it long before um, you know, the Christmas season is upon us. <laughs> so whether I, whether I get it early or get it late, I, I know what it is and I know how I'm going to do it. So it's just a matter of, you know, going out and, you know, actually going to the store, actually clicking buy now on Amazon <laughs> as, as as many of us are this year. That's good. That's um,
2: thoughtful, intentional. Do you do any of the, um, with your little boy, like the elf on the shelf or things like that?
1: Yeah. So we will, um, we're we're not at that point quite yet. Like he's starting to get the Christmas spirit. He's starting to understand. But I think that's something that we do next year, or the year after. Is start start to do stuff like that when they're you know when he's a little older. Um, we'll have a newborn uh, this spring, so that'll be fun. We'll, congratulations. we'll start, we'll start <laughs> congratulations, congratulations. Start the whole process over again. So you know
0: you're, you're you are right at the uh, end. one more, and you're playing zone the whole time. <laughs> you can still play man to man with two. Once a, you get to three, it's done.
2: <laughs> what's on your What's on your list this year?
1: What's on my list? Mm-hmm. Playoff birth.
2: <laughs> That's a good gift to ask for. To earn, it's a good gift. Um, a little different, I guess. Kind of not necessarily for Christmas, but um, I hear that you are a gamer.
1: Oh. Every bit. I, oh, look out! I am just going <laughs> to no, sit back I'm, now. Oh, you've no, no, you you I'm are not in a gamer. Danny's wheelhouse
2: now. I would no. I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself a gamer. But um, I have what, heard what's a, ga- what's a gamer? To what
0: would you? other people consider? Yeah. You. What, no. What is that? No. No.
2: Well, okay. So I used to play Nintendo 64 Boom. when I was a, right. Amazing. Gamer. But um, a couple of, <laughs> gamer. Well, the thing is, uh, Antoine Woods was my first guest when I started helping out on the show, co-hosting the show, and he basically implied that well, you, I would. You're not be,
0: helping out. You're carrying it. Go uh-huh. ahead. Uh yeah. huh.
2: And um, He would, he implied that I was as good as his, what, four year old son would be at Call of Duty because I'd never played. And he said, you know, they didn't have any girls in their groups, and of course, my competitiveness just came out. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. So I have played it once, and I really wasn't that bad. Um, I felt really like I uh, described as if you're watching a horror movie. Like you're, I was anxious. Like I felt like something <laughs> bad was going to happen the whole uh-huh. time. Um, so I wouldn't consider myself a gamer, but I have heard that you have like a really nice setup. Do you play with guys on the team?
1: Uh yeah, for sure. Me and me and Antoine have been talking about it recently. He's been he's been kind of streaming on his Tuesday off days and. My my off days like I am <laughs> I have my process and I I kind of do what I do in season, um, but as soon as you know the season's over, hopefully you know in a few months or in a couple months um, we'll we'll get back to that. I think me and Antoine we 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 did it already. We streamed one time in the off season and that was like super fun. Um, we did some Warzone together, um, and he's kind of got his little his own little Twaka TV thing going on. So <laughs> I, I, I I've been like kind of pushing that. I've been trying to like hype that up for him. Um, but but yeah, as soon as when the season's over and all the work's done and we have some downtime, like, absolutely.
2: Are you more competitive on the field or when you're gaming?
1: I'm just competitive in general. So (laughs) I think that's pretty, (laughs) it's a standard line, (laughs) just about anything I do.
0: And do you see signs of that in your son yet?
1: Um, Not yet. I don't, like, I think... I think the competition aspect is is something that he's going to be introduced to in a a couple months. Would you encourage Uh,
0: that or would you discourage? Knowing what you know about yourself and how you react to competition in all things, would you encourage that or discourage that in him?
1: I'm definitely not going to discourage that. Um, I think that competition is 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 good in a lot of ways. Um, my wife is like also the least competitive person,
0: <laughs> in like
1: in, in anything. So um, she's kind of got the the opposite mindset. So I, I think they'll kind of fall somewhere in the. All middle. right,
0: so you are going to be playing. Let's move ahead three years. Uh, he's five, almost six. And you are playing some kind of a game, board game, physical game, whatever it is, you let him win Absolutely or? not. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> because No participation trophies, buddy. You earn it.
2: <laughs> Gotta teach him young.
1: Teach him young.
0: There's only one way to do that. <laughs> Absolutely oh. right. When when you are when you beat your dad You've earned it. There you go. There you go. Okay. Well, we know what we uh, we know the wellspring now of what we see on the field. Uh, I really appreciate the time tonight, Dalton. You had other things you could do. And as I said at the beginning, it's just been such a joy to see you get the opportunity to be the football player that was in there all the time. And we look forward to so much more. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much for doing this. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate those words, man. You bet. Dalton Schultz. And so uh, uh, Merry Christmas to all. And for now, to all, for Danny Sarek, I'm Brad Sham. A good night. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!